Hi. Hi. Welcome back to Oh, That's a Scary Movie. I'm Nathan. I'm Ashley. And I'm drunk. Same. <laughs> uh, so it's been a minute yeah. and uh, we we are still doing It's a Wonderful Knife for our Christmas episode yes. next week. But we wanted to kind of touch base and do a little Oh, That's Also Scary yeah. episode and kind of talk about some stuff we've been watching recently that's mm-hmm. not necessarily for the podcast, right? but it's still pretty spooky so spooky we love spooky stuff it's the holiday season the holiday season and that's the perfect time for as that one song tells us scary ghost stories (laughs) right Mm -hmm. isn't that so strange christmas is long long ago long ago and Ashley and I I think we we are a really great sample of kids from 1 to 92 (laughs) I'm the 92 and I'm one (laughs) That's how I feel today. No, uh, real talk. Um, we we've been we've been watching a lot of stuff that's really fun recently. Yeah. But at the same time, I have been having a, a little bit of a journey this sure. year. Um, uh, in terms of uh, look, I feel pretty comfortable. I've talked about this a little bit on the show before. Mm-hmm. I deal with depression in my mm-hmm. personal life, and uh, it's uh, not a linear path. Right. And sometimes it's a little uh, tougher to even do the things you love doing, right. like this podcast. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. I'm not gearing up for a hiatus no, or no, no, anything no, no. like that. But what I is just, this, Southern Haunts? What, <laughs> but I just, <laughs> I did want to kind of, you know, let the listeners know that like, I truly love doing this show. Yeah. Uh, we want to really hit the ground running in 2024 mm-hmm. and sort of get back to knocking them out as uh, you know uh, on a regular basis but the last few months have been a lot in my personal life yeah uh and i couldn't really do that uh without my amazing partner and podcast co-host ashley so i just i don't know i wanted to say that up top because i i think it's become a little obvious that we're not putting them out as often as we have been yeah it's it's been this has been kind of a crazy season of Mm -hmm. life and um, it, it's like once we, once we recover from one thing, the next thing happens. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. You know, been sick. There's been health issues. Yeah. There's been stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, one thing that has been really lovely is seeing folks who are listening to our back catalog yeah, when we're gone totally. and sending us nice messages, sending us memes uh-huh. and clips from movies and recommendations. And mm-hmm. that's just been so, so nice. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, like, this show is never far from my mind. And yeah, I am very much looking forward to business as usual next year. Same. Um, but thank you so much to everybody yeah. for tuning in. And uh, without further ado, <laughs> uh, I do want to say Godzilla Minus One so good. is my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it was great. I... um. Uh, if you don't mind let's just dive right in absolutely i I, i'm not super i wasn't super familiar with godzilla or yeah his work his work i I, you know i haven't seen much of his work you like his early i I saw when he he did a movie with uh, matthew broderick back in the (laughs) early late 90s i would love to do so (laughs) spoiler alert my podcast my uh silver linings playlist we're doing a Godzilla movie later in the mm-hmm. season, and part of me wants to do it as though Godzilla is an actor. <laughs> That'd be uh, so great because Godzilla is mothering so hard in this film. So, um, the, so yeah, so you were only familiar with the Matthew That's Broderick it, one, yeah, and I didn't know anything else. And mm-hmm. I kind of always had like 
um, you know, Godzilla kind of came with a cheese factor for totally. me. And, and I think 90% of the films back up that claim. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then you showed me the trailer and I was like, what is this? This looks like a, a war movie. What is this? Yeah. And I, I'm so glad you were like, let's go mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Because it was amazing. I'm so glad that it's doing so well in America. Yeah. Like this movie, uh, you know, Japanese language films, uh, foreign language films in general don't tend to like do crazy business at the box office. Godzilla Minus One has not only done so well with critics, but with audiences that they've kept expanding uh, the number of theaters it's Mm -hmm. in. They keep extending the runtime. Like it was supposed to be in theaters for a week in America. That's why we, we literally rushed out on a Wednesday night Mm-hmm. to catch like a like a screening of it because i was like it's gonna be gone tomorrow yeah and we're like we have to see this and then the next morning they were like godzilla minus one <laughs> is the number one movie in america we're extending it for another three weeks also the boy and the heron is opening and i've got to see that can't wait to see that yeah. but yeah no it's it is um so i'm a lifelong godzilla stan mm-hmm. um i have back in the day i feel like it was tnt maybe they would do this thing called monster vision maybe it was maybe it was sci-fi channel Mm -hmm. listeners let me know if you ever watched any of these marathons but back in the day there was a channel that would run godzilla marathons on holidays Mm -hmm. um i think it was like fourth of july weekend usually or like memorial day or something like that but they would they would run godzilla all day and i watched so many of them i owned a ton of them on vhs Uh i was a really big fan and i liked the ones with big monster fights, right? Sure. Like that was my bread and butter was, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid getting into Power Rangers and Kamen Rider and like all of these like Sentai kind of shows mm-hmm. with, you know, dudes in spandex fighting giant monsters, <laughs> transforming robots, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think one of the things that's so great about Godzilla is that it started as a real horror show, Mm. like a real metaphor for post-war Japan and the devastation and brought on by the nuclear attacks and and nuclear testing and just a general fear of the atomic age. And over the years, Godzilla is a character that sort of lent itself to different interpretations and Mm -hmm. every generation kind of has a new take on Godzilla, which I love. Yeah. Like, I think superhero fighting monsters Godzilla is just as valid as force of nature, end of the world Godzilla. Yeah, totally. Um, that being said, I've seen, I think I've seen all of the Godzilla movies, all 37 <laughs> of them. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, I, I, well, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, there's so many things I want to say about <laughs> sure, it. Sure, absolutely. Um, for one... I loved, okay, that's going to lead us into a longer discussion. One thing this movie did well for me, I am terrified of large things in the water. Right. We've been teasing doing the Meg on this show for a long time. Yeah. And so like all the shots they did of Godzilla with like just their eyes like peeking out and like going after the boat. Or the shadow under the the U-boats. No, thank you. But yeah, the whole sequence with... Um, Godzilla coming after the boat the first time was yeah just where they so where intense. they just have a machine gun and yes. they're throwing mines at it yeah. yeah well you pointed out 
that this Godzilla is so pissed off. Like he's not he even. Just, he just angry. He's not eating. He's killing. No, yeah, he's, he's he, not eating his any other people. Favorite move is to grab people and then chuck them miles uh-huh. away. Yeah, I like leaned over to you and I was like, he's not eating he any knows, of these he's people. He's not hungry. He's pissed. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, it is a true force of nature, vengeful God kind Mm -hmm. of version of Godzilla. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen the film and you are curious about it just because it it is technically, I mean, it's almost, we're almost 40 movies in at this point, Sure, but this is a standalone story. So you, you don't have to have prior knowledge of even the original film. This is its own thing. Um, which I thought was perfect for you Absolutely. to like go into this. Yeah. Um, I was really glad I didn't have to do any kind of like catch up really. Yeah. And you don't really. Um, and I know listeners will know like sometimes I have issues with ambiguity. Uh-huh. Um, but this this movie was so great that I, I truly didn't need to know where Godzilla Motivation. came from or like why. They give you enough little breadcrumbs yeah. that you can kind of put your own theories together. And what I also love about it and. To be fair, this is something that has kind of not worked for me with the American Godzilla movies. Mm. This one is so much more about the characters. That was the second thing I was going to yeah, bring up that please. I said was going to lead us into a longer discussion. Yeah. Um, that's what really... Yeah, it's a monster movie, but it's yeah. more a movie about these people dealing with a monster. These people dealing with a monster, dealing with putting their lives back together after World War II. Right, and the monster isn't just Godzilla in the right. movie. The monster is... The military-industrial yeah. complex, the the failing economy. The mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is... And whenever it does do big monster set pieces... It, the movie never lets us forget for a second that we're dealing with characters who are suffering from PTSD following right. the war. There is mm-hmm. a, uh, no spoilers, but there is a sequence. I mean, look, you know, it's a Godzilla movie. He's going to shoot his atomic breath at some point. <laughs> right, right, right. There is a moment in the film after an explosion happens where black rain falls from the sky, mm-hmm. um, which was a is a real phenomenon after a nuclear blast. And it is the most heart-wrenching, horrific yeah. thing. Like, there is a... It is just a character in the rain screaming, <laughs> and it's the most upset I've been in a movie all year. I was not expecting to, to cry. cry as much as I... I mean, I was sobbing at Me too. parts of this movie. Me too. Yeah, no, I literally... I, I wished I had brought, like, tissues yeah. with me. Like, it is... It is so emotionally effective. Mm-hmm. And then it also just has a very much like, hell yeah, guys, go get them yeah. vibe whenever they do finally battle the battle the monster face to face. There's it, it is it's the best acted Godzilla movie, bar none. Mm-hmm. The the action sequences, though like fewer, are used to maximum effect, and it still blows my mind that this movie cost less than fifteen million dollars to make. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and it, it I felt like it flew by. Yeah. Like I did not feel like we were sitting there for very long at all. Um yeah, great movie. You guys great should movie. go see it. I, I was I was excited to see it. It absolutely exceeded every expectation. Yeah. When the horror happens, it works. There is a an opening sequence, an attack at night from Godzilla oh, yeah. that is like first Jurassic Park movie level terrifying yeah. like just th- these folks are absolutely fucked yeah <laughs> and, and it's 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 so masterfully done I cannot wait until this director said he already wants to do another one I think Sweet. they'll let him it's made so totally. much money uh, I, I hope it happens sooner rather than later mm-hmm. um, because I think there was like a six year gap there's this weird thing when um, 
America and Toho Productions uh, have made like a deal where Legendary can't put out a Godzilla movie in the same year as Toho and vice versa. Mm. So like when King of the Monsters came out, they had to push Shin Godzilla out a year. And, mm. and like, so the only thing that that's why Godzilla X Kong, the new empire was what a wild title yeah. is coming out uh, in like January or something oh, like, yeah. but technically the TV show that's running right now uh-huh. doesn't count. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, also, that's another thing. Godzilla as a character uh, is so malleable sure. in such a fascinating way yeah. that you can drop this character into any time period, into mm-hmm. any circumstance, any genre, and it yeah. works somehow. Um, like this year alone, uh, there is uh, the Monarch Legacy of Monsters mm-hmm. TV series on Apple+. Plus. There's also uh, coming up, we've got Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, we've got Godzilla minus one this year, which is like a harrowing uh, war story. Yeah. In the comic books, we had Godzilla, Here There Be Monsters, which is Godzilla versus pirates. Uh, we've also, also this year, God's, what, how is it? How, how is it phrased? I think it's Godzilla and Kong versus the Justice League, I think is the wow. title. But literally DC right now is putting out a book about the Justice League yeah. fighting Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it rules and all of them <laughs> feel valid. Sure. Uh, and I just, I love, I love that for Godzilla yeah. fans. It's such a good time to love <laughs> Godzilla. Yay for Godzilla. Um, it's also a really great time to be into... Doctor Who, I think. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think so too. And look, honestly, I I know I started this episode with a little bit of a like a down note. Yeah. But if 2023 uh, has proven the miracles can happen, because I have gotten Back Ashley into, oh, into well, I've gotten you into Godzilla and Doctor <laughs> Who this year. Yeah, I. Yeah, Doctor Who's always been like a weird, like a blind spot. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to watch um, an episode years ago. Yeah, in like, college, right? Yeah, like, like over a decade ago because yeah. I'm old. And <laughs> um, I, I didn't drive with it. I sure. watched the first of um, the... The Christopher Eccleston Christ- season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rose. Yeah, and yeah. it just wasn't... I didn't drive with it. Um, but... I don't know. We've been we've started that season and gone yeah. through it and I've really enjoyed it. So I I will place the uh responsibility for that on the strength of the rapport between David Tennant and Catherine Tate. I would agree. Two actors that you love so much. Yeah. Um and that so that motivated me to sort of barrel through some of the well yeah. and, and i fell i fell out of doctor who for a few years and i and, and it made me sad because i like jodie whittaker a lot who yeah. plays the 13th doctor uh-huh. um but i felt like the writing in her seasons wasn't as strong uh there were a lot of things that happened without a whole lot of explanation or consequence or mm-hmm. emotional consequence sure uh there's just there's something kind of antiseptic about those seasons that doesn't really work for me yeah um and but I was like, I will give this a shot. Let's let's see what's happening in these mm-hmm. specials. And you were like, 
you saw how hyped I was. Yeah. You, you're, and you like David Tennant and, and Catherine Tate. I so do. we sat down and watched the Star Beast together and you were like, this is fun. Also, I'd shown you clips from like later episodes and you were like, oh, the budget gets better. <laughs> the writing gets stronger. Yeah. There's like beautiful speeches. Like I think right now, as much as you like David Tennant, I mm-hmm. think the real goal is to get to Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm really interested... Like I told you one night, I like went down a rabbit hole and like read all these articles on Wikipedia about Dr. and Who stuff and like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just really interested to see how it like all fits together. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, appropriately for our show, the mm-hmm. second episode of that. So for the listeners doc, uh, that aren't following the show, Doctor Who has done three specials for its 60th anniversary, mm-hmm. bringing back characters from the past, and the second one of these specials only has two actors in it really yeah and is a cosmic horror story mm-hmm. i mean about the the nothingness at the edge of Ugh. space and it, it really gets you were like <laughs> I, I, was, I was having a hard time i think you said something like i feel sick to my stomach yeah. because he's describing they're not looking at space they're looking at the end nothing yeah. where it all stops yeah Ugh, and i and don't like it big scary concepts like that mm-hmm. i really gravitate towards I, you know, and we're discovering, watching, rewatching the first season together, mm-hmm. uh, that Doctor Who works best when it plays with supernatural concepts and then filters them through science fiction. Right. Yeah. Like ghosts hunting uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. That are actually gaseous aliens. And <laughs> uh, we're dealing, we just watched The Empty Child about a zombified so child that's been resurrected by nanobots yeah. and like it's it's a great it's a great show and i am enjoying rediscovering my love for it mm-hmm. uh and i can't wait for the christmas special yeah yeah i really i really loved it i um i'm excited I, I i'm excited to continue on where we're watching and then i'm also excited to get to the new doctor yeah uh, Shurigawa, yeah because they just seem so like full of life on screen and they seem so stoked to be the to doctor, be the doctor which i love yeah it's a that that makes me happy yeah, yeah 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 like i just i feel such like a pull to them because like yeah i don't know they look so happy being the doctor that, they were in this interview earlier where they are uh they're contracted for two seasons mm-hmm. so far and uh he's already said something like i'll do as many seasons <laughs> as they want me I to do that. i, I, I yeah. this is the best job i've ever had yeah um and Listeners, we we've talked a little bit about. I showed, I jumped a little bit ahead. Showed Ashley the episode "Midnight" from series four. Yeah, which, which is, was recommended by. Um, I'm directing um, a show at our university here yeah. in town, and one of my students recommended that. Yeah, and I'm so happy they did because that that really motivated me to go back to go back yeah 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 well and and so what's fun though is the reason they recommended it to you is that it's already so much your jam because yeah. you were you're directing uh, i'm gonna you're directing you're gonna Macbeth, blow my spot <laughs> uh, and you're directing your direction uh, directing a production of Macbeth, and yeah. you are having the witches do a lot of like in sync like synchronized mm-hmm. speaking and chanting and yeah there's Midnight a lot of very much that yeah there's a lot of that and that's actually that's why i got brought up at rehearsal yeah because yeah. there's a lot of that repeating dialogue back yeah. to each other or saying it love. at the same or the witches will say a line as the same time as another character right. i'm a little tipsy and i can't talk no i I, I i i get what you're saying um 
so one of the things I wanted to throw out to our listeners, you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while we'll do an episode on uh, of the show on, on, on an episode of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've talked about doing Midnight, but listeners, if there is a particularly spooky Doctor Who episode that you would love to hear us talk about, another, I think another great one would be Blink because it's mm-hmm. extremely light on continuity. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor himself is barely in it. Oh. Uh, and I, it's sometimes cited as like the most perfect episode of the early season. Interesting. Uh, also stars Carrie Mulligan. Okay. In an, er- in an early television role. Uh-huh. Uh, so I would, I, I would throw that one out as a possibility. But if there is an episode of Doctor Who you would like to hear us cover, oh no, that's a scary movie. Please let us know. Yeah. Uh, because we're tearing through it. We're all, we we finished the first season yeah. in a couple of days. Yeah, so. and it's so like cozy. It is. I don't know how to explain it. Even though those first few episodes are shot with like the RuPaul's Drag Race season one filter where yes. everything's too like shiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm I very excited to get to the next few episodes yeah. with you. Um, I'm also excited for next week because we're going to come back with It's a Wonderful Knife. I'm excited. Which when we announced that for the show, it was not yet streaming and I thought it was. Oh. It is now on strut- uh, Shutter. Strutter. It's on Strutter. Yeah. Uh, it's on, it is now streaming on Shutter. Uh, also, you can hear Ashley and I on the next episode of the Silver Linings playlist. Yeah. Uh, discussing Deadly Games, a.k.a. <laughs> Dial Code Santa Claus. And an absolutely bonkers 80s Wild French movie. film. Uh, it is Home Alone mixed with a slasher movie yeah. with a dash of funny games, I yeah. think. Like, it's upsetting. It was wild. Uh, it is, it's a truly strange uh, and enchanting little film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> enchanting. Uh, also currently streaming on Shudder, so go check that out. And on mm-hmm. uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. I think so. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, go also listen to the AIPT Comics podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my friend David and I, uh, we were banking up a couple episodes for the end of the year, but I teased this on prior episodes. Mm-hmm. We got to interview Kevin Smith. Yeah, you did. Uh, I, and that was a true dream come true. He's writing some really great comics for Dark Horse right now. Uh, and of course, our listeners will know him as the man who directed Clerks yeah. and Mallrats and Dogma and Chasing Amy. <laughs> and I cannot believe we got like an hour and a half of his time. That's so cool. Uh, and, you know, I'm not just blowing up his spot. He makes fun of himself in the first few minutes of the interview. He goes, yeah, it only took this motherfucker five minutes to mention Clerks or something <laughs> like that. It was really funny. Uh, really sweet guy. We talked to him a lot about comic books, filmmaking, the artistic craft, and a lot about mental health and asking knowing when it's okay to ask for help that's awesome uh, he was an absolute dream of a guest uh, so go listen to that as well um, and until next time be good yeah you better watch out <laughs> you better not cry you better not pat on tell you where. <laughs> <laughs>